0: Right, welcome along. This is David Lovell, not doing a usual How I Caught the Wrestling Bug podcast this week. Instead, I've invited one of my previous guests back on. And this is the very first time I've done this. So, uh, Sebastian Garacha, you must feel very honoured. I, I definitely you.
1: feel special like on the apple of your
0: eye. So I've not chosen Garrett, I've not chosen Paul Fontaine, I've chosen <laughs> you to come back on.
1: Yes, and uh, I'm sure that it's going to be a special
0: one the AEW theme of it all well yeah the idea is I've got a list here of uh, AEW wrestlers who are 30 or younger because do you remember when they did the Royal Rumble this year in uh, WWE they had um, only two guys under the age of 30 in the whole Rumble I think it was Otis and I want to say Dominic Mysterio may have been the other one everybody else is over 30 but um as I, as we're going to get as we're going to discover here there is some big names who are 30 or younger in AEW and i want to start with actually there's um six names i think here who are all 30 right now and the first is adam page hangman adam page turned 30 in july and um do you still I think we may have talked about this when I had you on the podcast. Do you still think that it will be Adam Page that beats Kenny? Or do you think with everything that's gone on now, with obviously Brian Danielson coming in, do you still think that's going to happen or not?
1: I think that at this point, it's a little unpredictable. And I honestly don't understand the booking. I, I'm probably like I'm going to get everybody mapped in the residence uh So-so on AEW guy. Um, But I never understood the booking of having him lose that match, even if he's not going to be on pay-per-view, having him lose the elimination match. Mm. I think that he has to be the guy to win the title next. And I think that you're sending a really bad message to the roster when you have a homegrown talent like Adam Page, who got over and loses to Jericho and loses... His opportunity to go against Omega. If you don't pull the trigger on him, I think that you lose uh, a really, really big piece of your future. So I think that he has to be the guy because I personally wouldn't want to go with an older guy like Danielson or Punk to win the title next. Both those guys are in their 40s. Nothing against that. You know, think that Bobby Lashley is doing a great job as champ in his 40s, but, um, you know, it's WWE, it's a totally different animal. I think that if you're looking at AEW and you want to promote that you've got these homegrown guys that mix in with all the WWE talent you've just signed, you've got to pull the trigger on him and let him win the title and be the guy to beat Omega for it.
0: Right, because, I mean, this is the second time, the second pay-per-view in a row where they haven't gone with and Omega, uh, Page and Omega because it was, what was the last pay-per-view, Double or Nothing? Was the one back in, uh, was it May? I want to say i i i I've lost track it may have been earlier in the year than that, but
1: months don't exist anymore so
0: <laughs> I, yeah I think double or nothing was the last one before all Out, which obviously was last, was last Sunday, but they had him like number one in the rankings and all that and and they was making a big deal about how he'd been on this big winning streak, and then they had him lose to Brian Cage, I think it was, mm. and they ended up doing like a freeway with Omega. Cassidy and uh, Puck on that on that show, which was quite an yeah. underwhelming title match in many ways. And I do think Christian was kind of an underwhelming opponent for him at All Out. I mean, they ended, up having, they ended up having a really good match. Probably not as good as the Rampage one they had, but it was still good. I know you haven't seen All Out yet, but um, yeah, what were your thoughts on them doing Christian instead this time around?
1: I think that... Based on what they, the hand that they were dealt, it was maybe the move that they had to make. I don't think that Christian has been particularly memorable in his AEW run so far. Um, I was very, very upset that they put him against the powerhouse Hobbs and he beat him clean. And I didn't understand why he even booked that match. So uh, it didn't make any sense. And I'm not. Trying to say anything bad about my boy Christian, Orangeville, Ontario zone. I live very close to, um, and I take actually my kids down to Orangeville all the time. And so I've seen like his, you know, his his whole hometown and got that respect for him. But I, I just don't think that he's set the world on fire there. And it's nothing personal with him because I think he's one of the best workers in the past 20 years. But I, I don't know that signing a WWE guy who's 47 or 48 now and putting him in the title match is is probably what you want to go for but also they're so hot right now I don't know if it matters who they put in that match
0: I I think that um, if they're going to do Omega and Paige it's got to be Full Gear if it it doesn't happen at Full Gear I think they've missed, they've completely missed the boat I'm not sure it will be because all signs at the moment point to Omega versus Danielson that that's the match that's kind of you know intriguing everyone right now i don't know how you don't go all the way and do that match unless they have danielson work with somebody else somebody else comes along and and Mm. they sort of veer off in a different direction but it it looks like that's the case i i I don't i don't like the idea of someone coming right in and going straight into the title mix i mean that's not something they normally would do well having said that they kind of did that with brodie lee Because I think Brody Lee's first big match was with uh, Moxley for the title. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, you're right. It should be Adam Page. He should be the guy to beat Omega. And if not him, then it has to be somebody young and up and coming. Like an MJF, for instance, I think. But uh, we'll come on to MJF because he's on this list. But um, somebody else who is 30 right now is uh, Britt Baker. Now, Britt Baker has been an absolute revelation this past year, hasn't she? I mean, she, if you look at how far she's come, has there been a faster rising star in AEW than her?
1: Oh, man, i it, it's been like her and Hangman have been the, the ones to sort of really explode for their homegrown talent. So probably not her first Little bit in AEW, um, she was green, so I can't really hold it against her. I thought that she was, you know, fairly bad at first, um, but she's just completely pulled a 180. And even from um, you know the past six months, she's just been a great character. And her and Tony have got a Tony Shavani have got a really good gimmick going on, and so. I think that she's been excellent in her role. And when she had that match with Thunder Rosa, I didn't think it was a four and three quarter star match or whatever everybody was rating it because I thought it was a a very good match. But it showed me that she was super capable in the ring. And she's really improved a lot. So I think that she has some hits and misses. But I also think that she's, as a character, about as good as anybody that they have on the roster
0: right now. Do you see her as a baby face down the road? Because I think, obviously, she's a really great heel, but um, I think the fans, because the whole DMD thing is is so over anyway, I mean, I think she's got to be a baby face down the road.
1: I, I'm sure that she's going to be. Um, I still haven't figured out how they're going to work out a storyline with her and Adam Cole and what's going to play out with the two of them. Um, so it'll be an interesting dynamic to see if they're both faces or heels uh, at the same time. If you look at sort of the parallel, you've got Becky Lynch that's become a heel now, and she's married to the heel Seth Rollins, uh, but for a long time they sort of had them separate as a, a heel Rollins and a face Lynch. So everybody knows that they're a couple, so now that they're in there together it'll be interesting to see what they do. but. I think that you have to pull the trigger on her as a fix because she's got that same sort of groundswell of support that Becky had a couple of years ago, and Becky is obviously the best wrestler in the business today, so you want to capitalize on what that right
0: somebody else who is thirty right now is John Silver now John Silver is another one, a bit like Britt Baker, who kind of came from nowhere um you know he was just a a guy on the roster who no one sort of paid too much attention to uh but um i think the story goes and i may have mentioned this before on on our podcast so i've certainly mentioned it on someone's podcast but john silver was doing all this great stuff on bte and tony khan was sort of unaware of what a charismatic guy he was and called him into the office like it like he was in trouble and was saying to him i've seen you doing all this great stuff on bte why are you not showing that on dynamite and he started to show it on Dynamite. Obviously there was no fans there to really appreciate it. But now there is fans there. I think John Silver could potentially really flourish with with fans there. And dare I say, with Brian Danielson coming in, John Silver versus Brian Danielson, that's a match that intrigues me. Uh what are your thoughts on yeah. <laughs> uh what are your thoughts on John Silver?
1: Yeah, I um I really wasn't big on him until um I read his stuff on Birdie Lee last year, and um, how close they were, and how you know passionate he was about the business. So he really, um, he's very endearing, and I like that all about him. I think that he's he's got that certain quality that you know you look at a guy like him, and he's an undersized, he's a very undersized guy, really, when you look at him, and and just he has that, that the ability to get over still. And I think this is a totally different conversation because I know AEW is a small promotion and it's got a lot of small guys in it. But I think if you look at having a a lightweight division or a smaller guys division where you can put even a guy who's as small as he is, um, then you probably can fill that division pretty quickly and have him go over. Because I don't see him as ever being a world champion type um, you know, to me, there's only one Rey Mysterio kind of guy, uh, and to see a very small guy like that—not that you know most of the roster aren't very large guys—but John Silver is a very tiny man. <laughs> so I'd like to see, if anything, instead of a trio's title, maybe introduce because um, that's the talk of Tony Khan now is bringing the trio's title in. But if you can have a cruiserweight title source, I think that that would be a good fit, and you can know, have a John Silver type. Go on for that
0: belt. and the next name on the list is somebody who you already mentioned um, and again there's another guy who is 30 right now Powerhouse Hobbs uh, who, that uh, that guy. <laughs> yeah I mean he, he came in with, with quite a bit of buzz around him uh, obviously they turned him heel fairly quickly and he joined uh, Team Taz looks like I mean you haven't seen Dynamite don't want to spoil too much but it looks like he may yeah. be going against Punk uh, sooner rather than later, uh, which I think would be—I think Punk will obviously probably win that match, but I yeah. do think that's that's a good thing for him working with, with a guy like CM Punk. What are your thoughts on uh, on on powerhouse Hobbs on Will Hobbs?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, and for the the dynamite thing, I haven't had any cable for weeks, so I'm completely out of the loop. But I have been listening to. Uh, Observer radio, so I've caught all of the, the recaps on everything. Um, and I was kind of surprised to be honest that they would put punk in with a guy like Hobbs, um, just because it, it doesn't seem like it would be the natural progression for him to go to next after a derby, um, because you know, derby's high on the pecking order, uh, and they haven't really pushed the Hobbs to that elite upper echelon level where he could plausibly beat a guy like punk um you know not that people were saying that darby was going to win but you know darby is is definitely a guy who you can build uh the entire AEW around so you know i i don't think that they see that in Hobbs, even though i think that he's you know an excellent worker and he's got a great presence about him um so it was very weird that they are sort of pushing that in the direction. But Punk has also traditionally been pretty good about getting guys over. So I would think that he would give Hobbs a lot in the match, um, you know, give him some near falls, make him look good. And I think that it would be helpful because they haven't really done a lot with him. And I'm still reeling over the fact that he lost to 47-year-old Christian in a match that should never have happened, but I'll get over that one. <laughs>
0: Well, I think um, with Punk, I mean, obviously they are allowing him to more or less pick who he works with because he's done interviews, and and Will Hobbs has been one of the guys he's mentioned, you know, and guys he liked to work with. Obviously, Darby was one who they, who they just did. Uh, Hobbs and Starks both were on were on that list. I think he's probably going to end up working with both of them in, in in the upcoming weeks and months. But I I think um, Hobbs is. As you say, I mean, he's got a great presence and a a great look to him. Uh, Not a ton of charisma, but that doesn't really matter, I don't think. I mean, I think a lot of times people put too much stock in charisma and personality. I think sometimes you just want to see a guy who can kick people's ass. And and he he certainly looks like someone that you will want to mess with. So, uh, yeah, I think um, he's got a lot of upside, definitely, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: I think he's got the physical went down the intimidation factor that's ineffable when you see a guy like that you're like oh, okay not gonna mess with this guy
0: he looks and, like a sorry he looks like a less jovial biggie is how i describe yes. it
1: <laughs> he definitely looks like a an angrier um version the um the one thing with him though is that i look at a guy like jake hager and To me, that guy has no buys. I couldn't care less about any match that he's ever had. And I know that he's got legitimate credentials. But I just, you know, I see him and he looks like a jar of mayo. The guy is just bland. He's got nothing to him. Whereas at Hobbs, I'm like, I could get behind this guy. So um, he's definitely got that quality for me. So I like that
0: somebody else who's 30 right now a completely different type of worker to a powerhouse to powerhouse Hobbs is um Ray Phoenix uh, Ray Phoenix is 30 so years old <laughs> much younger much younger brother to um to to Penter. I think there's about 6 years between them um uh, not a not, not the same. Um, I think um, there's about four years between Mick and uh, uh, Nick and Matt Jackson. But I think I think about six years between Penta and and Ray Phoenix. But Ray Phoenix is just, I mean, he's incredible, isn't he? I mean, the stuff he can do. I think Penta's probably the better worker of the two in some respects. Uh, but um, yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, on Ray Phoenix?
1: Um, in terms of him, with the potential he had. A match against Kenny, and I want to say that that was last year ish, um, with no fans around. That was really good, and um, I, I think that he's obviously got some phenomenal moves, and uh, you yeah, know he he's a guy that you want to have on your card because he reminds me of the WCW booking. Um, when they got really hot. hot. And if you listen to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff ever, which I'm sure is probably Tony Khan's favorite show because (laughs) AEW is the new version of WCW, no matter what anyone says. It's not ECW. Um, He very much has the the feel of when he had, um, you know, guys like La Parca and Rey Mysterio on the show to really round out the card and to give you incredible moves. Um, I, I see that is his role in the company right now. So it'll be interesting if he yeah. has a breakout the singles uh, career at any point, but he's uh, he's definitely a guy who I think is going to be around for a long time.
0: Is he someone that could be the world champion? Do you think or not? I think
1: that he could potentially be. I don't know if he's ever going to be spotted in that role. I think the main issue right now with a lot of the talent is that the world title picture is so muddied right now, and there's so many new guys coming in, that you're going to be looking at a logjam at the top for a very long time, and it's tough to say how that logjam is going to clear. You've got you know, Malachi Black, who uh, debuted, and he's running through guys, but then you also have... Um, Adam Cole, you have Brian Danielson, who's you mentioned he's maybe going to be the next guy for Omega. Is Omega going to be losing it anytime soon? You have Hangman, um, and then obviously CM Punk's obviously hanging over everybody's head. Like when is he going to want to sort of push for that title, or is he ever going to? So it, it's so hard to to see what's going to go on in the next five years because there's so much talent at the top there. So. It's tough to say. I, I don't think he's going to, but
0: we'll see how it plays out. The last one, who's actually 30, and we we'll move on to some younger ones, but Ruby Soho is uh, currently thirty yeah. years old, just come into the company, made her debut on Sunday at All Out, and won the uh, Casino Battle Royal, is going to be challenging Britt Baker for the title. Um, thoughts on Ruby?
1: Uh, I've heard from everybody who's been tweeting and writing stuff on Facebook and everywhere that she's just the nicest person in wrestling. I don't get it. I I don't get her in a ring. I don't get her character promos. I just, I never really got it. And I hate to say that because she's probably the kind of girl I would have dated in high school, Um, like exactly the type. So I, I'm not uh, trying to denigrate her in any way, but I just never really saw it in her. But if everybody else does, cool. I hope she's making a lot of money and I definitely hope she's getting treated better now than she thought she was in WWE. So yeah, you know, if if she keeps on working on things, I just, I, I never was super impressed with her in the ring or, um, or her character, so.
0: What are well, I saw. I mean, I watched Dynamite uh, last night, and I thought her promo was pretty underwhelming. It, it didn't really do a lot for me. And she had a match with um, uh, Jamie Hater. Oh, Jamie Hater, yeah. Um, and it wasn't the best match to really showcase what she can do, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't really. When I think of the girls that have come through NXT in the past few years. She wouldn't be the one of the first ones that springs to mind for me as you know, I, I, I could see big potential in. Um she's a good worker, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I, I don't know if she's the one to beat Brit for that title. I kind of feel that it should be Thunder Rosa maybe down the road. Oh absolutely
1: um, that would be the most logical.
0: But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like her. And I, I do like the yeah. fact that she... Uh, I think the story goes that the lead singer of Rancid gave her that song and even suggested using the name as well. So. Uh, well, nice.
1: I do cool. love the song, by the way. It was, yeah, it's so, a great song. Yeah.
0: I mean, so. there's quite a lot of great NXT... Um, not NXT. There's a lot of great <laughs> AEW uh, themes right now that, that people can really sing along to, what with um, Tarzan Boy for Jungle Boy and a Wild Thing for, for Mox and obviously Judas. And I couple personality. personality people have been singing along to that one as well. And I think they'll really get into singing along to Ruby Soho. But um, someone else, again, from the women's division, and kind of interesting to see where they go with, with, with this girl. In, in many ways, it's hard to know how you book someone who is quite as intimidating as she is. Although, I do think they made a huge mistake. Well, maybe not a huge mistake, but Jay Cargill is, is the person I'm talking about, and she's 29. Um, she had the match, obviously, teaming with um, Shaq against Cody, and um, it, was, it was Red Velvet, wasn't it? Because um, Brandy was unable to do it because she was pregnant. Um, and then the following week, she was just there as one of the people at ringside. Do you remember that? they had that big match, and then the next week, she's one, yeah. one of the idiots... Well, maybe I shouldn't use that term, but yeah, one of the people <laughs> at ringside with, like, the gun club, and, you, you know, back when the pandemic... was well, the pandemic's still going on, but when they had no fans at ringside. And I thought, why would you just have her there as, like, a random person at ringside?
1: Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Jade. Um, and I remember... um I very rarely listen to Corny uh, and i uh, um drawing a blank on his uh, co-host. Brian last. Um, I very rarely listen to their podcast, but I, I do remember that they uh, were raving about the promo between her and Brandy. Um, and this was before Brandy announced her pregnancy. And, you know, there was a lot of heat there and uh, I, I think that you've gotta just I don't know what you do with her, to be honest with you. You've gotta repackage her in some sort of way because the one of the problems with AEW and I'm pretty sure that even the hardcore fans acknowledge this is that there's not there's too many people on the roster and not enough time on TV to showcase them all.
0: That's it, yeah.
1: Um so I, I don't yeah. know what you do with her and I'm not convinced that dark or dark elevation is you know the best spot um, to really get people over, but if they can get her some more matches and get more experience under her belts, um, that's probably a good thing. She's uh, she's still you know pretty green, so yeah. I think that she could use the help with that. But I don't. It's it's hard to say what they're even gonna do with her because she's just not been featured.
0: I think she's someone you don't have on dynamite on a regular basis because i don't see her beating brit for the title you know being the champion anytime soon and like you say she's still got a lot of um she's still very green she's still still got a lot to um she's got to grow a lot i think as a performer but um i think with someone like jade yeah you, you bring her in every now and again and you put her against someone she can look impressive against I don't know if putting her in a battle royal is a good idea because she's not going to win the battle royal, so I, I don't really think she should be in a match like that. I mean, I know they protected her pretty well, had, you know, like two or three girls throw her out, but, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I, I I think she's like a special attraction kind of thing, maybe, where you just bring her in every now and again. Rather, because I don't think, I mean, like you say, the, the roster's pretty full anyway, so unless you're like Kenny or mocks on one of the top guys she's probably not going to dynamite every week anyway but um i don't know it'll be in- interesting to see what they do with her for sure uh but anyway the next name on the list someone who we don't see a lot of on dynamite i kind of wish we did because every time i see this guy i think he's an incredible performer and i think his match with mjf it's probably the best MJF match I've ever seen, actually, uh, on Dynamite, I think maybe two, three months ago. Sammy Guevara, uh, who's 28 years old. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sammy?
1: I think Sammy's another one of those guys where he would probably benefit from a cruiserweight division. Um, because that guy, he's got a lot of charisma, and I think that he's got a lot to offer. And he's got, he's got a look if um, I'm trying to think of who I even compare him to. I, I think I've got the best comparison I can think of for this. When I was young and I would watch superstars every week, I have a sister who's five years older than me. And every time Tito Santana came on, she would have to watch because she just thought that he was like the most amazing thing. And, you know, she probably had like a bit of a school girl crush on him. And I think that you've got a guy like Sammy who's got that kind of look who can, you know, probably bring in that fan that they're so sorely missing right now because, you know, uh, AEW is a bit of a sausage fest when it comes to their their fan base right now. So they probably need more female viewers. And I think that um, the women's division is going to potentially help that with Brit leading the way but also a guy like Sammy, where he can have, you know, like know, looks, um, having a guy like that on the roster is important. I just don't know if he's going to be top guy in top division.
0: Well, there's another guy who I think fits that criteria as well, and I think he could easily be one of the top guys, and that's Jungle Boy. But we'll, 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 come, on yeah. to, we'll come on to Jungle Boy. But yes, uh, Sammy, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't see Sammy as a top guy, I could see him as a TNT champion down the road, um, but I don't see him as one of the top, top guys. But yeah, he, man, he's, he's an incredible performer to watch. I mean, I suppose someone you who maybe could compare him to a little bit is Ricochet. Yeah.
1: He's um, probably. I was going to say he's probably not as problematic as Ricochet's friends, but I don't know who Guevara's friends yes. are. <laughs>
0: um, another guy who's 28 is um darby allen uh who just had obviously the match with punk on uh sunday at all out i think he's come a long way too in in, in the past year I, I really enjoyed his run as as tnt champion I, I i kind of wish it lasted a little bit longer uh and, and we, we'd we seen more matches with him every week because for a long time he was um sort of stuck in that feud with uh team taz you know where he was working with you know Brian Cage and Ricky Starks every week, and and um, they obviously had that cinematic match with him and Sting against um, was it against three all three members of Team Towns or just two of them I can't remember now, but um, yeah I I think that um, he is cause I, see he's not the kind of performer I'd normally like, but yeah. there's something about him that I really like I can't quite put my finger on it I, he's definitely a good worker that's for sure uh i just kind of feel that some sometimes we i feel we should see more of his in ring ability and a little less of the crazy stunts because i mean he's 28 years old he's still got a lot of years ahead of him but if he keeps doing the stuff he has been doing i, I just don't see his career lasting as long as it Potentially could Uh what are your thoughts on on Darby Allen?
1: I think that he is a smaller Jeff Hardy yeah. I know a lot of people made that comparison um, but I, I agree with you completely I think he's a little too crazy on his stunts and yeah, i don't I mean,
0: I, sorry not to cut you off, but the one that really I don't know if bothered me is the right words, but the, the one I really didn't like was that I think it was in the Battle royal. And he was put in a body bag, and like thrown over the top rope. It's like, how can you even see to like break your fall? I mean, that that one was one I thought was a little bit too much. And then there was that other one where he got sort of kicked down the flight of stairs. Hmm. Uh, I just, I just feel yeah. that yeah, it, it goes too far. But Anyway, sorry, carry on.
1: He did the coffin drop through the coffin. Yeah, too. it's like some of these are going to get him very hurt one day and i think that you know a, a lot of younger guys in the business go through the indestructible phase until they get a little more broken down and they they tone it down later and i understand wanting to get over and you know wanting to be seen but i think that he's he pushes it a little too far and also if you've got the rub from sting you can dial way back because you're already going to be a future guy. You know, you were feuding with CM Punk in his debut and you've got Sting in your corner. So you probably don't need to be going like crazy every single match. Um Having said that, I think he's really good. And your TNT run, one of the biggest surprises to me ever because I'm sometimes baffled by AEW's booking. I know Tony Khan, Booker of the Year, he's going to win it again. I get all of that. But when they booked him with Miro. I didn't understand at all why they were doing that because he was on such a hot run and he was champ and it looked like he was going to keep the title and he's going to have a long run with it. I think Miro's been great with the belts and I think that Miro's also done a 180 between when he came into AEW, which sucked, and now um, where he's a monster. But I don't think they needed to put the belt on Miro. So I was shocked that you know he lost the title then. I think he had a very good run with the belt when he had it.
0: Yeah, because he was starting to really gain some momentum and uh, having great matches week in, week out. And that, that was when I really sort of started to uh, become a big fan of, of Derby Allen. Was, was during that run. So I was, like I say, I was sort of disappointed to see it end when it did. Um, someone else who's 28, and I kind of feel bad because I've got a couple of tag teams on this, on this list but I've only listed Brian Pillman Jr. I've completely ignored yeah. Griff Garrison. I, I I kind of feel bad about that because I, I'm, Griff's a good talent as well, but Brian Pillman Jr. I just sort of see as a breakout single star. I don't see him being involved in the Varsity Blondes for, for very much longer. In fact, it looks like, well, he is going to face MJF at the yeah. uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium show in, in a couple of weeks. And you obviously heard all about the uh, segment they did last night involving um uh linda pillman and uh mjf saying some very um well uh, some very colorful things about uh, about melanie uh, but uh, yeah um thoughts on uh, brian pillman jr
1: uh, i remember um, first hearing him uh, on the steve austin podcast and this was probably about five years ago Um, because he was super green at the time, and this was pre-MLW for him, and he seemed like he really got it, and he seemed like he knew what it took to be a star. Um, I honestly thought he was going to end up in WWE, and he was going to get the route from Austin. So, you know, this is not going to be the same path I thought he was going to take, uh, because I'm 100% sure that Austin would have not necessarily come out of retirement for a match, but he would have definitely done something big with them at a mania or somewhere to, uh, to give them the rub because, you know, Austin's mentioned many times how much he loves the kid. Um, And obviously he was incredibly close friends with his dad. Also the guy's a little bit crazy, which I don't like. He seemed like a last year during the pandemic, he was a COVID denier. So Mm -hmm. I hope he's smartened up with that because that's some weirdness um but overall i i think he's got a really bright future and i think he's got a lot of the qualities that his dad did and i was a huge Brian to him back in the day obviously because oh, yeah. that yeah. was a huge wcw mark so i thought that he was amazing so we'll see how things play out for him i don't think that he's reached his dad's level in ring yet but i think that he's got the potential there. and
0: he's another one that cm punk uh keeps mentioning as well on, on that list of guys he wants to work with so uh uh, we're probably going to get that match at some point. Um, Ricky Starks, uh, 27. Ricky Starks, I think, could potentially be a big breakout star in 2022. I, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I think um, his promo work has really come on a long way in-, in in the past year or so. I think this guy... I don't know if he could go all the way and be like world champion, but... I do see a lot of potential in the guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Ricky Starks?
1: Um, I think that he's the holder of the most meaningless title in wrestling, <laughs> which is saying something because the twenty four seven title is still there. Um, but at least Doug Flutie had that belt, so it's got a little bit of cachet. Um, I, I think that he's got a lot of potential as well. Uh, he's he's the kind of guy who yeah. you know he oozes charisma. Um, so I think that you've got um, you've got a bright future potentially ahead. And it's interesting that you say that. I wonder if they would ever pull the trigger on him because he's the kind of guy that you can, you know, over the next five years, as uh, some of the guys may... I'm not saying that Punk is old, but in five years he'll be like 47. Um, Danielson will be like 45 and Omega will be 44. So you're not going to have those guys at the top of the mix And, you know, stars will be 32 then, um, which is, you know, sort of the perfect age for a guy to be hitting his world title run, his main event run, you know, the Steve Austin age where you've you've got a lot of experience behind you and you've still got that swag. So he's going to be one to watch for sure.
0: Because one of the the dangers, I I don't don't know if dangers is the right word, but one one of the um, things that could hold him back is the fact they've got so many guys coming in with with Punk and, and Danielson and uh, Adam Cole now as well, and possibly Kevin Owens. Who knows when his contract <laughs> expires in January? And I'm hearing, you know Bray Wyatt might be coming in. You hear all these all these names getting rumoured, but I think that um, as you say, in five years' time, if they really protect the guy, I think he could be. He could be one of the top guys. I I, I think he's got huge potential. I think he's a natural heel. I, I think he could be a babyface if he wanted to be, but I do see him more as a heel going forward. I think that he doesn't really need Taz. I think that he is a good talker on his own. I don't know if he necessarily needs to have Taz with him, but yeah, I, I think he's someone that could go go a long way. I, I see a lot of potential in Ricky Starks for sure. Um, 26. Uh, a couple of uh, women who are 26 on this list Uh, Chris Statlander, first of all, who, uh, of course, had the match with Britt at the pay-per-view, wasn't completely blown away by the match. I I thought it was okay, perfectly fine match. She's not someone that really jumps out at me. When I think of the women on the AEW roster, obviously Britt and Thunder Rosa are the ones that stand out. Um, But she doesn't really do a lot for me. What are your thoughts on uh, Chris Statlander?
1: I'm actually surprised that she's 26. I didn't uh, <laughs> even really think about that. Um,
0: I kind of feel she, bad mentioning women's ages more than, yeah, obviously mentioning men's ages. But uh, yeah, 26 for Chris Statterlander.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, as you mentioned before, I haven't seen the pay-per-view. But from what I've seen of her, she's been okay. I don't think that she's going to blow away. I
0: don't get the um, alien thing. What's the alien thing oh, about no
1: i don't know i really don't (laughs) understand the alien thing at all um i'm trying to remember the um i saw a match with her and i think that it was on dark or dark elevation and um i'm drawing a total blank on when i saw it, but she was um she was okay it was a mixed tag match and she was getting in there and mixing it up um And, you know, she looked decent, but I thought that she had a long way to go. So it was weird to me that they put her in against Britt right now because, um, you know, you have somebody like Britt who's obviously doing very well currently, but she's still... Britt's not a ring general, I wouldn't say. Um, I, I think that she still needs a good dance partner. She's well, not someone... you know, the level to wrestle and broomstick and make it good, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, someone no. like a... Uh, I, I don't want to do Funda Rosa right now, obviously, but I think that's a match for Down yeah. the Road, but someone like a Serena Deeb, you know, who obviously mm-hmm. has got a lot of um, experience under her belt, or even the next girl on the list who, who, who like, um, Chris Tatler, like Chris Tatlander, is um, 26 as well. I thought she was actually younger than that, but Uh, Ty Conti uh, is the next one on the list now she is someone who was obviously in WWE but wasn't doing anything at all, didn't stand out whatsoever but she's really stood out in AEW I I think she's turned into quite a good worker she's someone that Britt could have potentially gone up against and had a good match with Uh, what are your thoughts on Ty Conti?
1: yeah I'm um trying to remember the first time I saw her. I remember she was in, uh, was Was it the May Young tournament tournament that she was in?
0: Yeah. I want to say
1: that she was in that. Um, And didn't think a whole lot of her then. Um, Obviously, she was super young now that you're saying she's 26. Kind of blown away by some of these ages, too. That's bonkers to think about how young some of these people are. Um, So I I think that... um, Between then and what she's uh, doing now, she's definitely a lot better. I I think that she's got a long way to go, but I I think that she's got some potential.
0: And the next name on the list is uh, a guy who turned 25 quite recently, I think like a few months ago, MJF. Now, I think, in my opinion, MJF is the best heel in the business right now can, can you think of anyone that even compares to his level of uh, the level of heat that he can generate
1: yeah, it's embarrassing but i have no clue who mjf is <laughs> no I'm not um yeah that, he's uh he's got a lot of piper in him and i know that that's sort of an intentional thing He's very much got the Piper promo style down. And I think that he's going to be a monster star. He's already a big star. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that he's, um, he should be losing to Chris Jericho under any circumstances. So I don't understand that booking at all. Um, But I think that his upside is ridiculous. And if of all the people on, the aew roster he's the one i see most likely as being a future wwe champion i see Vince opening up his wallet and throwing all the money at the guy is i just think he's he's that good and i think that if there's anyone that they see potential in stealing he'd be the guy and i think that mjf seems like the type who might want to go you know for a big money ride if you had the opportunity to um so I think that he's got huge potential in WWE one day. In terms of being in AEW, I don't think that's... I, I don't know. I don't think he's ever going to be world champion there.
0: You don't think it's, he will be?
1: I'm, no, I think he's going to jump ship, if anything, and be WWE champion. I see the lay of the land right now. And they've never, they've never treated him bad. He's looked incredibly well. And he's... Uh, Star, I mean, he's incredibly over, and I'm sure that he's loving what he's doing right now. Um, But he's also, you know, he's a baby right now. Um, The next few years, it's going to be tough. Is he going to go over some of these established guys that they brought in? Um, You know, he's not even going over Jericho. I mean, he's losing the last match in the feud, which, you know, to me doesn't even make any sense. And Jericho's in his 50s.
0: So I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I, I disagree with on the... I thought they got everything pretty much right All Out. I, I thought it was booked really, really well. But I would have had MJF go over. I, I don't really see what Chris Jericho has left to do at this point. I I would have been quite happy for him to transition into becoming an announcer. Maybe still be part of the inner circle. Maybe he could be like a manager for like Sammy and... and Jake Hager and and Santana and Ortiz but as far as an in-ring performer what is there left for him to do I mean he's established himself as one of the greatest of all time in my opinion Um, and there's so many guys coming in now that's one spot that doesn't need to be occupied anymore I don't think and that's taking nothing away from Jericho but I just don't see what he has to offer anymore as an in-ring performer
1: One of the biggest issues that I always continuously have with AEW, and I don't understand their booking philosophy on it whatsoever, is that they always get praised for living up to their steps. Cool, I get that. You want to do that because WWE sucks at that. But why make the step in the first place if it doesn't make sense? So you have Cody, you can never go for the world title again, which doesn't make any sense to me. You have Jericho saying that he'll never wrestle in AEW again if he loses, and then he ends up winning, so it doesn't make any sense to me. I I don't get why you book these types of stipulations that are pretty pointless and kind of harm the product more than help it. So it doesn't, to me, having Jericho say that and then having to have him win because of that, just it's silliness. MJF's a big star, and he's got way more upside than Jericho has because... You know, as you mentioned, Jericho's one of my all time favorites, Canadian icon, and all of that. Guys got so little left in the tank and in the upper echelon. He had a great first year in AEW. He should have, you know, you should end on a high note, always leave him wanting more. And so, you know, after he lost the title, I mean, scale it back a lot. You know, there's no reason to have him on TV wrestling every week. Um, he doesn't need to be beating guys like Warbo and MJF. I don't understand it for the life of me, so I don't get why what this entire feud did for anyone. So anyway, MJF is my pick for WWE champion of all these guys. And hopefully, for AEW's sake, they can keep them happy um, and keep them at the top. So we'll see how it plays out.
0: It's interesting, too, that MJF is not one of the guys that guys like Punk and Danielson... Have sort of mentioned as someone they like to get in the ring with. Um, I think Adam Cole mentioned him, but I, I would have thought Punk and, and Danielson would be, would be excited about working with a guy like that. So it, it was kind of interesting that he didn't. They didn't bring his name up. But um, yeah, I, I think that um, I could see him going to WWE as well um, because yeah, I I, I I could definitely see that. But the next um, the next guy. ...on the list as I momentarily lose the list altogether... ...and have to quickly find it again. Uh, The next name on the list is... I believe it's Jungle Boy, but let me just check. Yeah, Jungle Boy, who is um, 24. Um, Jungle Boy, I think, is going to be a huge star. I mean, you can already see it a little bit. He had that match with Kenny, which he didn't win... ...and quite rightly too. It would have been absolutely crazy for him to win that match. Do you foresee... Jungle Boy as a future AEW champion?
1: He's going to be an interesting one. I think that if you look at somebody who's this is even going back into their booking, why book Jungle Boy versus MJF when they're your two best guys, 25 and under and then have MJF just go over it? I don't even understand that. Jungle Boy that's consistently lost all the big matches. And I don't, you know, that's some WWE booking. You know, you have a guy lose and lose and lose and make sure that, you know, hey, he's trying really hard, so he's going to get over. And I don't like that type of booking for him. I don't see why, you know, you're putting a Jurassic Express against, you know, the Lucha Brothers to lose a match. Um, nothing against the Lucha Brothers, but I mean, like, why have him always come up short it doesn't make any sense to me having said that he's still super over so i think that that speaks more to his charisma and his ability. and you know his dad was ridiculously over you know 20 years ago and one of the absolute biggest stars um, in terms of just the hype surrounding him and his dad wasn't even a professional wrestler so i think that he kind of gets you know working the crowd into a friend that you probably saw it from, you know, when he was a kid because, you know, Luke Perry was an absolute icon for a few years that everybody was going crazy for. So I I think that he's got the ability. I think he's got the charisma. Um, You know, he's on the smaller side, but I think that he makes up for that with, you know, just him. He feels like a bigger deal. Um, So I think that he's got that going for him. It's going to be tough to say if he's ever going to be world champion, but if there's a guy that you could say is a baby face and can get the crowd behind them and can get, you know, the women cheering for him, uh, I think the Jungle Boy's that guy. So hopefully they don't mess it up with him. And hopefully he goes on like a ridiculous
0: winning streak. <laughs> Just to make us feel really old, you said that yeah. uh, you mentioned his dad being a big star. Obviously Jungle Boy's twenty-four. So that means he was born in 1997. And 97 is really after Luke Perry was such a big star. I mean, I, I think yeah. of him, probably the first thing that springs to mind is probably Beverly Hills 90210. And that was what, late 80s, early 90s? So that's like 30 years was probably, years probably
1: ago. big run until like 1995, yeah. yeah. But people weren't really born in 1997, so we're going to have to figure <laughs> out when this guy was born.
0: I, just, I find it crazy That's that people true. were born in the new millennium. I just I can't get my head around that one. You were born in 2001? What? How <laughs> was anyone born in that year? <laughs> but yeah. uh, anyway, um, the next name, someone else is 24. I don't know a great deal about this girl other than she's from Dan Hughes' um, hometown. He's always banging on about her being from his hometown. Uh, Layla Hirsch. Uh, any thoughts on Layla Hirsch? Layla I mean,
1: Hirsch. So you got me with the first one. I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, <laughs> obviously, she's so memorable that I'm trying well, she's to think a few, she's got a few on big
0: it. matches on Dynamite. Yeah. I'm trying to think who she's really. To,
1: yeah, I, I, the name is coming to my head, but I'm not picturing her at all.
0: Um,
1: and this is what makes good podcasting. And you're like, what? Um, yeah, I'm drawing a total blank on the Hirsch. I know, uh, I hear her name all the time, and I can't remember a single match of hers.
0: No, nothing, I have to say, nothing about her has really stood out to me a great deliver. I'm going to we'll move straight on to the next one. now. <laughs> it's um, Someone who, I can't, I mean, Ty Conti, as I say, is 26. I don't know if I would have guessed that Anna Jay is three years younger than Ty Conti, because Anna Jay is 23.
1: And um, now you're making me feel super old.
0: But yeah, she Anna J. Anna J. I mean, she's someone that has really come a long way as well. It's it's really interesting the amount of people in the Dark Order or yeah you know, that um, have really flourished, and I, I think a lot of that goes. I mean, it's I know it's easy to give people a lot of credit when they pass away, and 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 sometimes people make too much how can I put this delicately people sort of make out that someone was more influential than they actually were but Brody yeah. Lee clearly had a lot of influence on people and left a mark on everyone that he met and worked with and yeah. even though he was only there for a short amount of time so I'm not sure how much you can really credit him with the successes of some of these people clearly he must have played some sort of part in it and I think Anna Jay is someone that has really come a long way uh, what are your thoughts on her?
1: Yeah, and she had um, that big match on the Tribute episode uh, for Brody as well. And uh, I think she got the clean win in that one too because we yeah. had the Dark Order going over everyone. Um, yeah, I've, I've been impressed with her. I had no idea she was that young. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, she's... I have thought,
0: uh, if I had to guess, I would have thought she was older than, than Ty Conte. I don't know why, but she... Um...
1: Yeah, I would have thought so too. So... Um, yeah, I think that she's got a huge upside still. And um, she hasn't been... A, she was off for a little while. Um, I think it's been a few months since uh, she's had a match that I couldn't recall. But yeah, she's definitely somebody who's uh, who's been very, very impressive. And knowing that she's 23, I think that she's going to have a big run still. And I think that she's also... Um, sort of figured out how to get herself over obviously that was a a special show but I think they should still after that stayed over
0: yeah I think the women's division in AEW which I think it's fair to say has been not the not the greatest um attribute that AEW has but I think it's come a long way and and there's there's a lot of girls as we mentioned with with uh, Ty Conti earlier and I think Chris Statlander. We, we we kind of downplayed her a little bit, but I, I think she's she has she's definitely a good worker and has potential. And Anna Jay, I see, is a big star going forward for sure. Um, right. The the well, the last two names on this list are both um, tag teams, and uh, the first one is uh, Private Party. I haven't looked up. Um, which is which? But one of them is twenty-seven, and the other one's twenty-four. I should probably have looked up which was which. But um, thoughts on uh, private party? Because I kind of see. I look at the street profits in WWE. I look at private party. I kind of feel street profits are like a better version of them, private party. But yeah, what are your yeah, thoughts they, on that? They,
1: they actually are the uh, street profits are very good. Um, every time I hear Private Party, uh, all I can think of is John LaRocca saying Party City. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now I'm just going to have to call Party City. Uh, yeah, they've um, they've been good. Uh, I think that they suffered from probably, it wasn't a worse booking decision, one of the weirdest booking decisions, because they were the eighth seed and they went over the Young Bucks uh the very uh, I'm trying to remember when the match was but it was uh for the tag tournament and they have never come close to living up to that since um and they've sort of been pigeonholed in uh you know a lower mid card range and i think that they're they are okay they've got they've got the moves i don't know if they've figured out how to put them together i think that they need to um work with the team probably like FTR for a bit and this is you know maybe the problem of not having house show loops uh, because I think that they could greatly improve you know if you put them in with a veteran tag team who can you know, show them how to work a little bit smarter.
0: I don't really see why they're with Matt Hardy I I, I kind of feel that that yeah. knows- like a disconnect for me with that i just don't think that they sort of fit with, with matt hardy really but um looking up the ages um isaiah cassidy is um the younger one uh, he was born in 97 so he's 24 and uh is it mark quinn or is it mark quinn i don't know how you say it uh was um is the older one uh he was born in 1994 So, um, yeah, they've got a lot of years ahead of them. And uh, as you say, I mean, there's some great tag teams. Yeah, I I think they could have great matches with uh, the Bucks, obviously, and FTR, as you say, and and, um, uh, Jurassic Express and all the other great teams that are there right now. The um, last name on the list, well, the last, and that's actually another tag team, is um, Top Flight. Um, Obviously, a lot has been made of... um, dante martin um the other one uh, darius is actually injured right now uh but um they are 21 and 20 i think darius is 21 dante is is 20 imagine how much greater those guys are going to be in the future i mean they're only 20 they're only 20 and 21 so they're only going to get better uh what are your thoughts on uh, top flight we've not seen a lot of them have we but um what have you made of what you've seen so far
1: yeah, and they had the match against the Bucks, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: really. So, yeah, and the Bucks are my least favorite act in wrestling <laughs> history. Um, I, from what I've seen of them, they've been very impressive. Uh, you know, and uh, didn't uh, Deontay Martin just have a match yesterday as well, the singles?
0: Yeah, with uh, powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, with um, powerhouse yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that. It, um, it, they've got a future from what I've seen i got to see more of the guys but uh, but they definitely you know if, you, if you're going to go in there against uh, the Bucks and trade big moves then I want the Bucks to work with you then you know obviously we up got soccer.
0: yeah because it was that six man wasn't it was it a six man where he was in there with Kenny and all anyone was talking about after that match was what a performance he had had in that match and how impressive he was so, uh, I think him and Kenny that's a match not for any time soon. Don't do it anytime soon, but down the road uh that could be a really great match, I think, kind of similar to the yeah. match that Kenny had with Jungle Boy. It could be like a really great um showcase for him in losing because you can you can still beat someone and they can still get over in losing, and that's kind of what jungle Boy's whole career has been so far, so yeah, I think they could probably do that with um with Dante as well.
1: Yeah, and um, it, it's some, just to draw a parallel with this, um, Kenny just won the PWI 500 yeah. uh, number one for the second time, so he becomes the second Canadian to ever do that, with Brett being the first. um Brett was always a master of you know, sort of this Kenny thing where well, you yeah. go in there with a younger guy. And, the match
0: he had went, with right? um, One Two Three Kid, which um, yeah. if you watched the match that Punk had with Darby, and if you if you read this, but Punk and Darby borrowed a lot from that match.
1: Yeah, I saw the gifs online, and uh, I just reviewed the um, the Bread versus the One Two Three Kid match. I've seen it like five times this summer, and it's just a brilliant bit of storytelling. And when they did that spot where um, you know one two three kid just Brett the uh, arm drag and then Brett gives the look to the side, he's like, "Oh, this kid's got something." And then Punk you know, did that against Darby. Um, it, it, good storytelling. I love that stuff.
0: Is there anyone that we didn't mention um, that you are surprised is over the age of thirty? Because I was, I was sure that Wardlow must be in his twenties, but he's actually thirty-three. Or maybe 34 uh, but um, he's someone else I think who, who could be a huge star going forward um, I th- uh, definitely teasing him as a baby face because um, on, on Dynamite this week he was very slow to sort of help MJF uh, when MJF was getting attacked by uh, Pillman Jr. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, like I say someone who's a little bit older but what are your thoughts on uh, Wardley? Um, to be totally to honest with you I
1: kind of um, thought Wardlow sucked until recently, um, and I just really couldn't get into him or his character. And then I saw the Jericho match, and I was like, "Oh, this guy actually does have upside to him." Uh, and so I, I think that he's he's somebody who could be a monster, and if you um, if you get him in some good programs and not just make him the fall guy, I think that he can be impressive and. AEW doesn't have a lot of really big guys on the roster and so he kind of stands out for that as well so um you know hopefully he's not the the monster putting everybody over all the time so I think he does got some uh, he has some potential
0: if there's anybody that we haven't mentioned because this is by no means a definitive list I I just sort of looked at the roster and I tried to find all the guys I could that were either 30 or younger. If there's anybody we've missed, then and, and if anyone's actually listened to this, by the way, thank you for that. But if, if anyone uh, <laughs> finds, uh, can think of anyone we've missed, then, then do let me know. But um, yeah, I think that's pretty, That's a pretty extensive list there that I've gone through. And, and I think that um, the future is definitely bright uh, for AEW. I don't see all those guys being stars going forward because there's only so many spots available. And obviously not everyone is going to, um, as much as I'm sure Tony Khan wants them to be, I do think that sometimes Tony is a little bit too eager to give people opportunities. And I think um, there was a girl in the Battle Royal um, on Sunday, um, Sky Blue is her name. She had a match on, I think it was on Dark, and it was so good that Tony was like, oh, we're going to put you in the Battle Royal, and then had to take, um, I think it was Julia Hart. Julia Hart,
1: yeah. Ended
0: up taking out of the match. Uh, so that she could be in it. I, I think sometimes he's just signed um, Lee Moriarty as well, who had a, had a, who had a good match. There's only so many spots available. You can't keep signing all these people. Yeah. I, know, I know it seems like a good idea at the time, but they haven't only got so many hours. I know they've got Dark and Dark Elevation, but those shows go on forever. If you look at the results of those shows, and they sort of put them all, up on the screen during Dynamite, and I'm like, way too much content. Uh, i mean it's great there's so much content for people to watch but yeah i'm I'm just going to stick to dynamite and stick to rampage and if i hear something really great happened on dark or dark elevation I, i maybe will check it out but yeah what do you think to them just signing too many guys and girls right now
1: well i think that you know we touched on it a little bit earlier but there's only so many spots that you can feature and i think that that's going to be their problem going forward is, you know, will you be able to keep a guy like MJF happy, for example? Um, and maybe they can, maybe they can, um, you know, Tony Khan runs the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wrestling salaries are a joke compared to NFL salaries. So, you know, can you open up your wallet and give a guy like that, you know, two or $3 million a year, just to keep them happy and keep him on the roster and keep him from going to WWE? sure they can afford it at this point it's just are they going to you know work on that for their pay structures um and all these people that they're signing you know what kind of deals are they signing them to you know sky blue getting you know a hundred thousand a year um is it going to be a good deal for her going forward you know there's there's a lot of questions sort of that i have about um the way that they're bringing in talent and you know some Parallels to what the WWE has done, stockpiling talent, not nearly to the level. Um, and you'd hope that you know, Tony wouldn't be uh, a scummy about cutting people, um, and he definitely hasn't really cut a whole lot of people so far, um, except for one of my favorites, Evelies. Um But you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out going forward, and you know, when they finally do get those releases, or when contracts come due, if you can keep people happy.
0: Just as we uh, wrap up here, I mean, if you have to pick one of those names we've, we've touched on and say this person is going to be maybe the, the face of AEW in two or three years' time, who is the one person you see more than any other being that person in AEW? Uh,
1: it's tough if you're going two to three years, mm-hmm.
0: or oh, maybe 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 five yeah, years. Go. Let's go five years, I yeah. guess.
1: Uh, I'd probably in the dark horse spot. I'd put like Ricky Starks up there um, if we want to go. Um, MJF's going to have the WrestleMania main event, and Jungle Boy will have like an all-out main event. So uh, those would probably be my three picks of all year. Um, people to be big in the future is you know i put my money on
0: those two those are three pretty good names to go with i think i, I also would throw um someone like an anna J onto that list as well mm. she's only 23 uh as we mentioned yeah. I, I still can't get over by the way but yeah i think uh, yeah. she um she has a lot of upside and uh, i could see her as a future AEW women's champion and the face mm. of that division yeah maybe in two or three years time uh but um anyway um Sebastian thank you very much indeed for for coming on and, and and doing this very short notice I just kind of messaged you a couple of hours ago and were like do you want to do a podcast and I didn't tell you what we what, what we were going to talk about I, you knew it was gonna be about AEW but you didn't know really the, the con the context behind it but um uh, I hope you've enjoyed um joining me for this
1: yes thank you and uh thanks for having me on on the one week of my life I've had no cable access but uh <laughs> i plan on catching up on everything uh in the next couple of days so
0: yeah. are you gonna are you, are you gonna check out all out do you think uh
1: i'll, I'll find a way to check out all it i'm probably not gonna pay for all it <laughs> at this point but uh, i'm gonna find a way to check it out i
0: would have thought most of the matches are probably on youtube uh yeah or, or daily motion
1: yeah yeah, yeah. But daily anyway. motion is so great for that <laughs>
0: But anyway, uh, for Sebastian, I'm David signing off. Thank you for listening and uh, do join me again next time for another episode of, well, for a new episode of How I Caught the Wrestling Bug Podcast and no doubt we'll do more shows like this as well going forward with the other previous guests on the show. So thank you for listening and uh, take care. Bye-bye.